Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dirt Track Confessions. I am your host, Mandy Patch Mahaney, and today we have my father joining us. Hello, Dad. How are we doing? Great. Thank you for joining us. Oh, oh, and we have a, a pu- puppy running around our studio up here. <laughs> as soon as the cameras go down. The new boy. Yeah, the new boy. He's the not, new boy. not used to this yet. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. I was talking with my husband not too long ago, and he actually brought up a really good point, or I should say question for you. And... He was saying how, you know, you've built up yourself such a pristine reputation. You've raised, you know, my brother and I um, to care about how we show up in the world and our impact we make and stuff. And so Mike goes, you know, your dad, oh, that's what it was. I was telling Mike how I want to write a book one day, dad. I'm going to write a book, but it's not going to be published until I'm dead. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be one of those books. Mm-hmm. So... The question is, you know, you're not 100% retired, but you've definitely slowed down massively enough that, you know, you could tell the world how you really feel, Mm -hmm. but you haven't. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted it, you got it. The place for the untold, real, raw, and juicy stories of dirt track racing. It's Dirt Track Confessions. And now here's your host, Mandy Pouch-Mahaney. I guess we'll start from the beginning is, you know, when it comes to reputation, how d- were there some learning curves with that? Well, when I started, I just started out racing. You know, I was a farm boy, and uh, I didn't know that much. And it was back in the 70s, mid-70s, early, you know, 74, when I kind of started. And I had long hair and smoked cigarettes and... Uh, you know, probably a lot of things that you're not properly supposed to do to be in the limelight. And, uh, but I didn't really care. I just, at that time, I just wanted to race and that was all I cared about. And, uh, you know, people I had it accept me the way I was, you know, I mean, uh, I didn't talk much <laughs> when I first got interviewed, it was yes and no answers. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that's the way it was when I started and I kind of shied away from people and, uh, you know, Nowadays, you, you have to be a little bit of a politician to get sponsors and rides and all that kind of stuff because, hey, you're not going to do this on your own it, it's, unless you got rich parents, you know. And uh, if, if you don't have the money, you got to go out and try to come up with money. So you got to have a, a good reputation and, and uh, you know, dress and look neat and uh, be proper and social. Now, that kind of you, – you mentioned something there – is you have to be a politician and we always joke about billy being a politician (laughs) but when he really was getting into this i remember you had to tell him you know you're you're here to race you're not here to be a politician uh no i didn't say a politician back then it was a socialite oh that was a socialite socialite. when he first started racing he'd be over there talking to people and this and that and you know, it's like, Bill, if you want to be good at this, you got to pay attention. It's like a, it's like a football game. You don't, you don't go over and start talking to the fans in the, in the middle of a play. You're mm-hmm. in the game, you know, even though you're not out on the track, you're, you're watching the track, you're watching your competitors and you're paying attention to every aspect of the sport. So if you want to be good, that's what you got to do. If you're just doing it for fun, well, that's, that's different. You know, a lot of people just race for fun and, you know, they want to go there and socialize with people and, you know, 
That's a different story. It's all what you're into. I mean, I was I was pretty serious when I did it. And uh, when I first started doing it, like I said, it was for fun. You know, I didn't really know if I'd be any good at it when I first started racing. And, uh, you know, it was me and a bunch of my uh, high school friends. And uh, <laughs> we, used to, we used to come in after warm-ups or heat at Nazareth. And uh, I'd get out of the car and we'd start goofing off and wrestling around in the grass and stuff. The next thing you know, security would be up there. Oh, <laughs> they thought there was a fight, but we were just, you know, we are kids. We didn't know no better, just having some fun, you know. And uh, then it got to where, you know, I, I kind of figured I had a little bit of talent. Maybe I could make a living out of racing. And uh, things got a little bit more serious and stuff. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Sorry, guys. We're, okay, okay. we're, we're watching the I see you pub. looking over there like he did something <laughs> he, he shouldn't have done. Well, he took off running, so oh, we don't okay. know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he, he's, still got a, he's still got a lot of sooner in him yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd sooner go inside than outside. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it, at first it was for fun and games, and then uh, then it got serious, you know. I mean, my talent, I wasn't a real good politician talker, and I think my talent got me through that, you know, people hired me because I could drive a race car, and, uh, you know, owners wanted to win. That's what it's all about. You don't do it not to win, so... uh you know, they, they try to hire, you know, somebody that's, that's going to win races for them. And then the older I got, you know, it's, it's, you're starting to become the first I really got into maybe like a brand name or whatever. It was when I met Glenn Heineman mm-hmm. and, uh, he was, he was a whole different cat. He was the first dude I signed a contract to race for. And, uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, you, you gotta like, have a different attitude on things with Glenn, you know, and, uh, it's a lot more professional. We had uniforms and, and it, it was, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, Glenn taught me a lot business wise and, uh, you know, we won a lot of races together and, uh, you know, we did good, you know, but like I say, Glenn taught me a lot of, uh, the, the sponsorship side of it. So would you say, uh, Hey, don't be chewing on my equipment. Yeah, now, now he's chewing. <laughs> so from, let's say, like the early stages, I'm sure you can, if you want to mention them or not, it's up to you, but were there instances where down the road it kind of it came back at you? Um, I'm the kind of guy when you, when you have a bad situation or, or something doesn't go right, I try to forget about it. Yep. I don't dwell on it. I just push it aside and move on. Um, but I know early in my career, we, uh, when I first started, uh, Nazareth was, I think it was a 320 cubic inch limit. And there really wasn't many 320s around. Most of them guys had built motors and, and we went out and I, I remember distinctly going to a junkyard and, and pulling a, a, a motor out of a big old Chevy truck and fighting bees and everything else to get this motor out and bring it home and rebuild it. It was pretty much stock, but it was 350. It was over the cubic inch limit. And uh, I ran that. I ran that. I think I think I ran that my first year there. And at the end of the year, we got, we got caught with it. And uh, we had to uh, change our ways for the following year. And uh, so we ended up, my father found a, a, a broken up 320 that he fixed and traded some parts to another guy for him. We built a, a 320 legal motor, but uh, that kind of come back on me a little bit. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I, 
I, I can't remember hardly ever getting into a fight or altercations and stuff. We just went there and raced, and if we got beat, we went home and worked harder at it, and that's the way you did it. You're making this a really classy uh, podcast <laughs> episode here, Tig. He's over here chewing on the wires, so we had to we had to we had to pick him up. But um, so okay, turning turning it towards you know having kids like my, Billy and I. Yeah. Um, I always tell people is when I was younger. I mean, I'm sure there was plenty of instances and wonderful stuff that we got into, but how was it for you? You know trying to instill that into us at, I feel like in racing, we grew up quicker than most. And so when it came to, you know, um, for us, it was, you have to be on your best behavior because this is your father's career. Well, you, you, you reflect, you reflect on your family or family reflects on you. You know, I mean, I see a lot of good, good young kids that are, you know, that, have promise and stuff and, and their fathers get so much involved and uh you know i mean they want to see their kids win and they get a little you know mouthy that the owner ain't putting enough money into it or something and piss the owner off and the kid loses a ride because the father opened his mouth when he shouldn't have it's it, it's just you know it's just the way it is and uh i it goes back before you guys came around when when i went out with your mother and uh and uh she I had an altercation with somebody at Flemington one time and she went down giving him a bunch of hell. And, uh, I don't know, he called her something. She come back, told me, called me this. And I said, well, you shouldn't have went down there in the first place. So, mm-hmm. you know, I said, I can handle my own yep. fights if I got to go down and fight the guy. But, uh, it's just, uh, and it, it's the same way with you guys, you know, it's tough being kids sitting in the stands and, and there's, you know, there's, there's pro pro pouch fans and there's people that hate you you mm-hmm. know and you got to be around these people and they know who you are and they probably like to you know rib on you and get you gone and uh you know but you got to some a lot of times you just got to bite your tongue and, and and move on from it you know and uh you know you guys grew up pretty good and i i've always got complimented on you know how polite you guys were and good you were and stuff and i always told them that's probably the mother that did that not me <laughs> she did she i i remember yes can i help you i remember at new egypt i i recently brought this up one of the podcasts i remember um you know back when we sold the t-shirts up against the fence and i got in trouble for throwing rocks under the grandstands for what throwing rocks under the grandstands you know yeah i could have hit someone i i got that and um, mom had told me she that was I'm pretty sure to this day that was the time she told me she's like, you know, not not the boosting our ego type of conversation. But she told me she was like, you know, you don't know who knows you. You don't know. You could be at the grocery store. You could be at the bar. You could be at the races. There is there's a possibility of someone that knows you. So you have to you got you got to show up prim and proper. But I, I truly feel not just in racing, but. In life, all kids really should, really should learn that. Yeah, I mean, you you show respect. I would say you show respect, you get respect. You know, it's uh, <laughs> uh, and I seen a neat saying. It says everybody's got rights. You know, we all got rights. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. But how many people uh, have rights? And uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we all have responsibilities too. I mean, we all have rights, but we have responsibilities to, to step up for what we think is right, you know, and, uh, that's all there is in life is, you know, trying to do the right thing. And, and, uh, you know, I, I've always tried to be polite to people. And, uh, you know, I, when I go to races, I know not everybody's rooting for Billy Pouch. You know mm-hmm. I mean? I learned that a long time ago. I crashed in the first turn and, uh, this guy standing up there. I got out of the car and my car's bent up and stuff. And I, I looked, this guy's standing there. He's screaming at me, hollering at me and cursing and everything else. And I had to look at him and laugh. I mean, he yeah. was so into being mean and rude, you know. It's like, but I had to laugh and that pissed him off even more, you know. So I kind of learned that, you know, not to let the the, the A&I fans get the best of you mm-hmm. and, and just shrug it off because they paid their admission too, you know. They're... Yeah. As long as you know, as long as they don't get my in my family's face or something, yep. that's a different story. Then yeah. game on. We're gonna go at it. Yeah. But uh, you know, they have the right to scream and holler and root for who they want and boo me or whatever. You know, and that's all part of any sport. And you you know, you kind of accept that. And and it's neat now that I, um, I'm like semi-retired stuff. We do that book book deal, and uh, we were out at uh, I think it was the motorsports show, and people come up and they talk to you, want you to sign their book and tell. And I get people that was, you know, back in the day at Penn National, I hated you. Oh, I yeah. hated you. Yep. But he's here, he's by my book, you know. Yep. But he says, I I got to respect you for all the races you won and what you did, you know. It's it's uh, it's like anybody that wins too much, they, they start to get, you know, people get tired of a, a, a guy that wins all the time. And I understand that, watching other sports and stuff. And, uh but that's all part of it. I mean, that's that's why I go there to win. You know, I don't go there to lose or place or show. You know, I go there to win. And uh, you know, some people just it you know it, it works them up and they they get a little over the fence over. But as long as they stay underside the fence and holler and hoot, yeah, that's that's all part of the game. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, that's what makes the sport a sport. It's the competition. Yeah, I mean, it's it's people getting involved. It's like you know uh, your fans. You know, I remember one time after the race at Flemington, I'm sitting there after the race. I always sat there and talked to everybody and uh, drank beer and stuff and uh, with the fans and answered their questions, signed stuff. And, and some some anti-fan went walking by and said something. And the next thing I know, the, the whole crowd was walking him through the pits. He wished he didn't say nothing, but yeah. that's what happens, you know. Yeah, they, they want to have your back. And that's... I mean, I remember um, this perfect instinct in, instance, I should say, is a few years back, um, uh, something happened on the track with Mike, with another driver. And we know Mike, Mike rarely ever <laughs> is in any altercation. Right, right, right. And this one time, Mike actually, oh, he, he, he did, I, I, I guess I would say he, he was in the wrong, essentially. Is that when he did the trunk dance? No, no, no. This is when, okay, may as well say it. Um, gosh, Cornwall, he he hit Brett Hearn in a heat race. Yeah. It was like in the very, not, not no, not the, what'd you call it? Well, yeah, well, I think, didn't Brett knock him out of the way and he knocked him back out of the way, right? Okay, yeah. And then yeah. he got penalized for it, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what you happened. Because it was Brett Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, needless to say... I saw it. I mean, everyone sees the race differently, however they they want to see it. Uh-huh. And so Mike came in. We got penalized. The, the, done, it's, the, de- the deed's done. Yeah. And the crew guy that was with us at the time, 
oh, he was so mad. He was defending Mike. I looked at him. I was like, you don't react. You don't do anything. You're not going after anyone. Uh, like, uh, this is Mike's deal. He did it. Like, Mike's so laid back and quiet, but when he loses <laughs> You don't want to be around. No, no. <laughs> He'll do yeah. the trunk dance, right? Yeah, he he's uh, the the lid lifts. You know, it's, a, it's tough. You work hard on these cars and stuff, and mm-hmm. somebody does a stupid act and gets you crashed, and it's like, oh, I want to kill that guy, yeah. you know? But it's like, you know, you just got to go home and get better and fix it mm-hmm. and come back, you know, and bite your tongue, you know? It's, like I said, I I count maybe a couple times that I've ever been in an altercation at a mm-hmm. racetrack and a in a real fight, you know, yeah. and it's just, you know, 40 some years, that's not too bad, you know, but some guys, they go looking for fights, oh, you yeah. know, and it's yeah. like, they're crazy, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, but, uh, like, like I said, it's all part of the sport and, you know, some people can hold it in better than other people and some people can't. And I, I, I learned, it just seemed that the older I got, the less I could hold it in, I'd, I'd get mad or, and at stupid stuff easier, mm-hmm. you know? Has there been, was there ever, was there ever times because I, I can count a handful of times recent, not just recently, but over the past few years where I have to like talk our crew down. Cause I'm like, you, you are associated with us. You yeah. sign in with us. Right. You, you stay at this trailer. You don't like there. I've had to like apologize for our crew. And you, you shouldn't have to, but you, you shouldn't have to. But they're they're all keyed up, and they're they they're there to win too. And you know, if something happens that somebody took you out or something, mm-hmm. you want to go over and give them a piece of your mind, you know. But it's like, and, and you're responsible for your crew. If your yeah. crew gets in a fight, they throw you out, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not a he ain't with us. Well, he's yeah. wearing your crew shirt. Well, he stole it. Yeah, and, you know. But uh, you're responsible for your crew. So you know, I mean. Yeah, I've had crews that wanted to go over and, you know, and, and there's times too where, you know, I've had it come to me and, and I, you know, like some of the crew, oh, they're all bitching. They're like, look, I just screwed up. It was my fault. Yeah. You know, it's like, but they're defending, even though you're wrong. It's like, I was wrong. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I screw up too, you know? So, uh, it happens and, you know, that, that's racing. If you, if you don't screw up every once in a while, you're not trying hard enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I look at it as it's it's between the drivers. Right. And so it it falls on the driver. If if you're a crew member, if you're the wife or the whomever, relation, sponsor, owner, like all it does is fall on the driver. Right. You know, so whatever consequences it is, it it. It's the driver. It's, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it, when there's an incident out there, it's between two drivers. It yeah. ain't between the crews, and no. ain't between the owners, and ain't between the sponsors, so it needs to be worked out between the two people mm-hmm. that it happened with, and that's the drivers, you know, and half the time, you know, you try to go to the side and talk, well, the crowd's got to follow you, oh, yeah. and they got to be right in on top of it, and, you know, egging somebody on mm-hmm. to punch somebody or, or get into it, and it's just, you know, it's tough. I usually, if I, you know, if I have an altercation, I try not to... I try not to get into it that night. I try to let it rest for a week, think about it, and then go back. Mm-hmm. Why calm down yes. then and and get whoever it is and pull them to the side and say we need to talk and try to work it out that way rather than while you're heated and pissed and go over there and you know it it, it usually ends up in a fight you know mm-hmm. so I usually try to wait a week till 
they calm down, I calm down. It depends which way who's mad, you know. If they're mad at me or I'm mad at them. But yeah. it usually works better if you, you know, you come back the next week and say, hey, look, you know, I screwed up and da-da-da-da-da-da, or you screwed up, and, and try to work it out so it doesn't go any further than that on the racetrack, you know. Yeah, so I guess circling back to what I started this with mm-hmm. is, you know, you're you're at the point you know, you got a book out and it's not like there was like any deep, dark secrets released in it, but you're at the point where you can say whatever the hell you want. And yet you, you still keep to yourself. Yeah. Well, I still got a son and a daughter anymore. <laughs> Thanks, you know, dad. A son-in-law, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's like I said, here's, here's this butthead coming over there screaming and hollering at somebody. Cause it's, he got into his kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I, it's the same thing. Billy's got to, you know, He's got to stand up for himself, and the same with you. You're yep. with Mike and stuff. You know, Mike's got to stand up for himself, and it's like, you know, I don't want to, I, you know, my reputation is my reputation, but theirs is theirs, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go over and get in the middle of stuff, you know. If yeah. I, I, I try to stay out of Billy's Billy's racing, and if he asks me a question, I'll, I'll answer what I think he should do, and if he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, and it's like I, you know, I try to help him as much as I can, but I can see – I can see if I was involved more like a team member mm-hmm. that it would drive me nuts. I'd be mad. Why didn't you do that? Wow, well, wow, well, you're an idiot. Wow, 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 wow. Because my father did that with me. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, it, it didn't work out well. You know, I mean, we argued a lot. We, we won a lot of races together. Believe me, he's the biggest uh, plus in my career was mm-hmm. my father. But we argued a lot because, you know, he just, you know, he wanted his way. I wanted mine. And sometimes I'd do it my way, even though his way was right, just just to piss him off, you know. And <laughs> yes. it's, it's the same way now, you know. It's like I don't I don't need to go out there and start, you know, saying this or saying that because I got, you know, I got family still involved mm-hmm. in racing, you know, and racing's racing, you know. I feel like it's, it's – oh. It's one of the hardest things is just biting your tongue. Oh, it is. It is. You just want to say it so badly, but you know there's going to be, like, you're going to get reprimanded for it. There's always karma. I mean, I, I bitch and moan around my friends or something yeah. about this or that, but it's like, I don't go, believe me, I don't go on the internet and post mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, that that's a whole different world yeah. there, you know? That's like the whole world sees it. It ain't yeah. just like you're talking to a few buddies, and it's like, oh, he you was pissed it. off, you know? It's like on the internet it's like everybody sees it and and, it, and it's not productive for your family the track or anybody you know just tearing stuff down but uh there's you know there's a lot of things that kind of started really weighing on me here at the end with the motor rolls and body rolls and this and that and how they did stuff and it's like you know what i don't need to do this no more it's like why bitch about it i always i always said you know if you didn't like what they're doing at one track there's Plenty more tracks around, just go somewhere yeah. else. And I've done that in my career, you know. And if I didn't like something in a track, I left, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just got to that point in racing where I just didn't like the rules and the way stuff was. And I said, you know, I had enough. So it's time to move on, try something different. So to close, what would you suggest? I guess I'm thinking more towards parents that have their, that have their, kids in the sport you know when there's issues with their kid or their child or whomever you know what do you suggest just 
I'd stay be the last back. guy to ask. Remember when you used to play basketball and I'd be screaming <laughs> in the stands? You were, you, yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm the same way with little you Billy. Are. You know, he's oh out God. there. My grandson, shoot, shoot, shoot. You know, and I watched the. I went to the first game, Dad. It brought back so many memories. <laughs> Dad yelling on the sidelines. You know, it's, a, it's it's tough. It's your kids, and you want to see them do good, and you know, it's just <laughs> it's tough. Uh, if they're running for somebody, you know, you want the best for your kid, but they may not be able to afford it. So you got to mm-hmm. like bite your tongue on it and, and, uh, hope you're, you know, just do the, how did, how did I, I don't know. I'm into all these sayings now. Yes, it's you like, are. I, and it, it was really a cool one. It ain't, I can't even remember it now, but, uh, it's tough. I can see where parents and, and their kids racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, it happened to me, Two years ago at the opener at Bridgeport, I was having brake problems and and I was racing Matt Stagel. We 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 were getting down. He was running the the middle of the top and and so I said, "Well, I'll take a dive into one and try to, you know, get him getting into one there." Well, wouldn't you know that turn? He turned down and it was like, "Oh!" And I turned the car. I did everything I could to keep off him, and I got into him and squished up his left rear quarter pound. I think I ended up spinning and. uh so I pulled off. My brakes were messed up anyway. I was just trying to make it through the race, and I probably shouldn't have made the move I made, but it was my fault. I screwed mm-hmm. up, and and uh, I come into pits. I got out of the car. I went up the stands, and I'm sitting there, and uh, about five laps later, Matt gets left rear flat, and his, and his father's sitting a couple rows down from me. He jumps up, and it's like, ah, oh, you did that. Wow, 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 wow. And it's like. You know, what, what do you say? You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I did it on purpose. I, I just run into your kid. I had nothing better to do, you yeah. know. So it's like I was going to go down and say something to Matt after the race anyway. But, uh, you know, John pissed me off. But I still do it down. You know, yeah. I still went down and explained to him what happened. You know, and I never had problems with Matt. He's a good driver. No. And uh, but and at the time, I was really pissed at John because he had to do it in front of the whole stance. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody's sitting there and it's like, uh being a parent, I forgive it's him. Hard. I forgive it's hard. him. I forgave yeah. him, you know. I mean you wanna, you I didn't wanna... I didn't say a word. I didn't argue with him or mm-hmm. nothing or explain. I had brake problems. I didn't say one word. Yeah. I just let him scream and holler and it got over when it was done, you know. Yeah. But I you know, I mean he it's his kid. Yeah. You know, he you wants to see his kid do good and you know, I give him a flat and it's like, man, I didn't mean to do that, but that was an instance I think he should have bit his tongue and waited mm-hmm. till the races and seeing yeah. if I went down and talked to him, which I, I was going to anyway, yeah. you know, and, and if I didn't, then maybe the next week pull me and says, what the hell did you run into my kid for? And yeah. I explain it to him or whatever, but emotions. Yeah, absolutely. But th- that too is like, uh, I mean, Hey, we've, we've nothing at all against John. <laughs> we love John in his own, in his own ways, <laughs> but you don't examples you don't know who's around there could be sponsors potential sponsors yeah and yeah. and seeing like a dad react or a mom react yeah, and yeah. it's like ooh, i don't want to be associated no, with that no i mean it 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 it, it you know because the, these these owners and sponsors you know when, when you hire a young a young gun to drive for you mm-hmm. and stuff their parents come with them you know yeah. it's like they don't stay home they're coming with them and, yep. and if that kid gets a reputation that you know their parents are a real pain in the ass and they're going to drive you nuts. It's like, well, you know what? I ain't going to hire that kid. He's yeah. got a lot of talent, but I ain't getting involved. <laughs> a lot there. of baggage. I comes. don't need somebody screaming and hollering at me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it, it hurts a lot of kids. And, you know, it's, I know it's all emotions, but, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, you're, 
you're the parents and, and you got, you know, it's your kid. You don't want to screw up his career, you know? I feel that's when, is it like passing the baton over to us is we have to fight our own fights. Yeah. As a parent, you're, that's pretty much what you've done. I mean, there's so much crap I, I get almost daily. And because of the stuff that you and mom instilled into us, I'm just like, you know, what? I, I can't feed into it. Yeah. You, you put, you, as much as you want to say something and react, you just, you got to let it go. Yeah, it's 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 tough, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you want to pound people, you know. It's like, where's that coming from, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, and, and a lot of them like to heckle you too to yeah. see how far they can push you and, and get oh, something yeah. out of you, you know. And it's like, you know, I just like I said, that guy screaming that day, he had his veins popped out, cussing me, hollering. It's like I looked at him, I had a laugh, you know. I mean, that's nothing new when you get fans on the other side of the stands, you know, but. When they start cussing and hollering in front of children and women and stuff, it's That's it's not right. But I've seen that in a lot. Yeah. Well, are you are you joining us? Are you are you over it? <laughs> I'm trying to keep you from chewing stuff here. Well, Dad. Oh, actually, you know what? You want to close out? What do you remember the date? What's our date for open house? We officially said it, guys. July 23rd, right? Yep, July 23rd. Sunday, 12 to 4. You got it. And uh, it should be a pretty good time. Uh, we did it two years ago. We had quite a turnout. A Huge fantastic turnout. turnout. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're working on a charity that we're going to benefit for. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll we'll have, you know, free food and soda and everything. And we just, you know, we're going to raffle off some, some body parts from the cars, my old cars, Billy's cars. And and uh try to just raise some money for charity and uh you know it's a good time fans come out and talk to us and uh sign whatever you got to get signed and stuff buffy will probably be here selling the book um you know bp3 he'll be out there with his car this year he's got a new slingshot and he's ready to ready to yeah. break loose and go and uh so it's, it should be a pretty good time we, yeah. always, we always have a good time you know it's just it's a lot of work, you know that, getting it, it all up and gone. Yeah. But with social media anymore, it, it, it makes it a lot easier getting people that mm -hmm. know, you know. It's mm -hmm. like we don't we don't charge. We open the whole shop up here, the trophy room, all downstairs, and it kind of overflows into the pole barn over there. And uh, Lenny Sammons made me up a really neat backdrop with all a lot of pictures of my yeah. old cars and people and stuff. So I got to find a spot in a, in a pole barn and yeah. hang that on a wall for yeah. people that didn't see it at motorsports. It, it's pretty cool. It's really nice. It's really nice. I, the, there's a lot of picture hours I never seen that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I really got to thank Lenny for giving mm -hmm. that to me. It was it was really a nice gesture. Yeah. So guys, mark your calendars. Sunday, July twenty third, twelve to four, 4. p.m. Um, well. It's in Frenchtown, New Jersey. Just come to Frenchtown. Ask anyone where <laughs> where the pouch compound is, and you're you're, you're not going to miss it. We'll have checkered flags out the driveway. You yep. name it. Yep. We we'll so. always hang checkered flags off the telephone poles by the yep. driveway. So if you're going down the road, look for checkered flags, and that's where mm -hmm. you turn. Yep. Hey, I remember when I used to have to print flyers, Dad, and I'd hang these flyers at like the gas stations for the open house. Yeah. Really? That was that was before social media. We've been you've been doing it since like. I dug in me. Yeah, we've been doing it a long time. I can't yeah. even remember back in the 90s. Yeah. I, I remember the first year I did it, I think I broke my knee or mm -hmm. something. I can't remember. That was in the 90s. Yeah. And I, I I just 
actually sat in a lawn chair when we had it. You know, we had, we had an open house, and I was in a lawn chair signing pictures. And mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny. Uh, Doug Lapore stopped today, and he gave me a bunch of old pictures and stuff that Debbie had. Yeah. And I, I didn't remember, but uh, Fred Voris mm-hmm. used to do a paper on me. It was called Kid Stuff. I've been seeing that. Someone's been pulling that up lately. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I it guess Debbie had them and stuff. So I got a whole pot of them down there them that that Fred Voorhees did. And that was before internet. Everything's yeah. on internet now. You go to this site or that mm-hmm. site. But it was kind of neat to see that and, and how he did it and stuff. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, it was just area to race the news and word of mouth, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now you got the internet. Um, yes, July 23rd. Thank you, Dad, for having us on. Finally got this yep. little guy over here to relax. Yep. But, yep. Um, showed off our new boy. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is Tigger, everyone. He's, I think he might finally be sleeping after all that. But if you guys enjoyed this, if you like this, please like it, share it, subscribe. Um, take a picture, screenshot it, post it on social media, tag us, let us know what you thought, and uh, maybe drop in the comments some other topics I can get. I can wrangle dad on to join us and we'll discuss. So until then, happy belated dad. Sounds good. And we'll uh, catch you next time. Sounds good. All right. See you guys. Take care.